We are committed to international collaboration and are a laboratory that helps artists grow through intensive study of their craft. The Theatre of Others creates a shared community of artists and audiences for the purpose of exploring the most profound issues of our lives and times. We believe the play watches the audience. The audience is necessary and they are witness to what happens. And you get to be witness to us making that happen. The purpose of this podcast is to open up our process and let you in. We're peeling back the curtain, so to speak, and encouraging you to follow along, to ponder, prod, and question, to join us and criticize us if need be. Being a witness is no passive task, and it requires much from you. Are you up for the journey? On the podcast today from Melbourne, Australia, our co-artistic directors, Woody Miller, and myself in Cairo, Egypt. This podcast contains explicit language. Hi, Adam. Hi, Booty. How are you? How are you going? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing... Uh, I'm, I'm calm and relaxed and just enjoying life again. Yeah. So How are you? do you pronounce it as calm or calm? We're not, we're not, we're not doing this again. We're not traumatizing our our listeners again. (laughs) I I had to, I had to. I'm doing really good. I'm doing really, 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 really good. I am back in the country and it's really nice to be back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Of course. I was in Berlin. Berlin, yes. And it was a trip to re- remember. Why? Because now I can throw my hair back and forth, can throw my hair back and forth, can throw my hair back and forth. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Just mm-hmm. Sorry. Some synapses just misfired. Adam, do you like my hair? So, listeners, what you can't see is that Booty has hair. Lots and lots it of hair. Is. It's Isn't lots, it? It's, it's a lot. It's a lot of hair. It's blue and braided. I'll post my transformation uh, photos on, on the gram. You yes. can see my transformation. Yes, you can from see them there. Short hair with a bald spot to braids a goo-goo. Because I'm a firm believer, if you can't grow it, baby, you can sew it. Oh, (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot. Weave it in, baby. Weave it out. But you... Um, But yeah, Berlin was intense. There was so much that happened during that time. Or that trip. It was a 10-day trip. I went there to work with Brooke Andrew on... Gaban, right? Uh, play that uh, he has written for his PhD, mm-hmm. and you did it. Uh, um, I was and uh, had the uh, pleasure, and Jack too. Jack, yeah, also. That's where right. uh, Jack and I met. Oh my god, that's where I met Jakina, Everyone, Jack, David, Burmester, and I met on this project on on um, when I was directing uh, Brooks' play with the third year actors last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were the first to. Uh, do uh, the world premiere of this play mm. and originate the role. So that's really exciting. And now the play is moving into different venues and we were working on it in Berlin. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I got to play the role of Tree. 
tree, which was really exciting for me. Um, and I had um, an opportunity to work with some really, really amazing um, black, queer, um, brown um, uh, artists uh, from Berlin. So cool. I'm, I'm all full. I'm all full and inspired. I got my hair did. Got your hair did. Just to um, you know, to um inaugurate the experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um but Berlin. Berlin. Berlin's really, really good, but there's some racists in Berlin, yo. Duh. I mean, yes, white historically. People in Berlin, oh my God, there's some racists there. Historically, yes. We have some problems. But um we'll leave that to the courts. Um, but that was really fun. And then I also, we, we went to the Berghain. Oh, Ooh, Lord. The Berghain. Um, the hardest club to get into. The most exclusive yeah. club on, on the planet. On the planet. And I was like, exclusive, my weave. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm a club kid. Of course I got in. Yeah. But, of, and, but I, I came prepared. I went and like... Took all my like gear with me because my my brother Ankit was there. Mm-hmm. Um, Hi Ankit, I love you. And my girl Pascal was with us. And um, so I hooked us all up with the essentials to get into the door, and it was amazing. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got a lung infection from all the cigarette smoke. They smoke indoors. Yeah. Can you believe that they smoke indoors, Adam Marple? I live in Cairo, and you're asking me if I believe people smoke. They smoke in malls in Egypt. It's just ridiculous. Uh, yes, of course I believe. Yeah, I got a um, lung infection from all the secondhand smoke. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. But it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. It was okay. so worth it. Okay. I had the most beautiful experience of my life. It was club life. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of my youth. The good old days, the mm-hmm. good old days. And good music at the club there? Was it good music? Um, Detroit House. Ooh. The music was Detroit House. Ooh. And it was amazing. It was amazing. Like, just before we left, I was like, please play some please play some Detroit House because I had heard so much about it. Mm-hmm. And they played it and they did not let me down. The first, like, half an hour um, was crazy because i had this nostalgia of like my youth my club kid days in the 90s in san francisco love garage and just like having and so my heart like exploded i was like crying tears of joy and like because the vibe was amazing you had naked people everywhere and that's all i'm gonna say i'm not gonna tell anymore i'm not gonna say anything else because the only way you're gonna need need to ever be able to know about the berghain is you've got to go and experience the berghain if you can get it there are other things that happen in there that i am not going to disclose let's just say that some people may be prolapsed and some people may not be um it's a sex club but uh yeah it's and it's it's not a sex club. It's, it's a sex not club. a sex club. Okay, it's, it's a, not a sex club. It is a disco. It's a it's sex a disco. disco. Okay, it's a sex disco. Then it's a disco. It's a free open sex disco, open free experience sure. with amazing music and amazing vibe. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, so that's what I did in Berlin. That's what I did in Berlin. That's all I did in Berlin. I went. Tell me what you wore. I oh so I wore what did I wear? Oh, I wore. 
um, my fake leather vest that looks like leather with the metal rings all around it. And the, yeah, it was like leather sex. I was giving you leather sex. Yeah, Tom Ford. With my, yeah. my black pants and like the, the squeegees pulling up, pulling, making it, making it, making my legs tighter. My, and my vintage Dirk Bickenberg boots. And of course, of course, the Bellin- the Bellinas, the Belliniers, they understood exactly what I was doing. They, I had, of course, had my collar. I had to wear my dog collar, my which was which was designed and made in Berlin. But I bought it in in Melbourne. I I, I bought it just for um, the New Year because I wanted to be dragged into the New Year. You had to drag me into the New Year after COVID. <laughs> But I wasn't doing any cocaine. I I had three beers, and that was it. Three beers and a lot of secondhand smoke. You're old. They were so. They they were smoking (laughs) weed. They were smoking. Oop! I'm not. They weren't smoking anything. Uh, No Uh restriction. Well, I. Well, this is the thing. I'm not going to say any more about what happens in the Burkhine because you have to go. How do you? Yeah. How do you get in? You have to get in the door. How? How? To know what's happening behind the door. Tell us how. Um. Be fierce. Be fierce. But the tip, the big, the best tip of getting in is to be fierce. You can that's the only way you can get in. And so, but like being fierce means not being nervous or like thirsty at the door, which is interesting because I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm 15 all over again, like trying to get into trying to get into this club. But it was, but we got in, it was fine. And the thing is, like, you can't even tell who's who's gonna get in because there was this guy that was behind us and he ended up like talking to us. He's like, and he looked like he just like climbed a mountain. He was like all by himself. He was like total like explorer brand. And like he's like, I was just, you know, I we we walked here last night and the the line was around the corner so we didn't come in and I just woke up early and my friends weren't they were still sleeping so I thought yeah, what the heck and he and he got in. Have you ever wanted to go to the Bergheim, um, Adam? Yes, actually, I have. I've only been to Berlin once, but uh, oh, fan fan would really like to go. So listen, what did you want? What did you? Why didn't you go? Why didn't you go? Because I was, uh, I definitely didn't have the swagger or the confidence that you have by myself when I was there on the trip, um, and uh, you know now I live nearby, so we can we can pop up for a weekend maybe and and try it out. I don't know. Oh my God, Fan would love that. Exactly, exactly. She definitely wants to go. She definitely wants to go. Oh my God! I want to go to. The, oh no, I, I can't go there anymore because I'll get I'll get the lung infection. Fan <laughs> would love that. Yes, yes, for sure. You have got to take your wife to the Bergheim. Yes, you've got to take I, her there. I would love to. I would love to. And like I said, we're we're like a what is it a four hour flight from there? So yeah, we can just pop up for a weekend and see some theater and go to a oh my god a sex disco and <laughs> it's not a sex disco. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, it isn't. <laughs> it's not. You have to go. You have to go in to see it to believe it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's just say there's a lot of prolapsed behavior. Right. Exactly. It's a sex disco. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a sex disco. You have to be there to. You have to be there to see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I'll be there. Soon. Making out is not sex. No. <laughs> of course, it's not. I think you can manage a sex disco. 
But you know what? What? If you go to a sex disco, you have to have a clear objective. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. An objective or a task? Yeah. Or just some, just an action? You have to, or an intention, or an intention. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. I intend like, to wear my leather. What would be, what would be a good, what would be a strong objective? What would be a strong <clears throat> objective going into the Bergheim? Uh, to not chafe from all the leather that I'll be wearing. To not get a lung I've infection. Stuff, oh, I've got stuff you can borrow. <laughs> oh, great! Thanks. Wonderful. That that would mean that you would have to go in there with an oxygen mask. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, I'm sure it would fit right in. You'd have to be the bubble boy. That's the only way you could do it. You'd have to be the bubble. I wear boy. I wear a gas mask and leather, and get into the sex disco. <laughs> you would totally of get in. Of course, I would. You would totally exactly. get in. I do some kind of steampunk S and M. Kind of theme, you know. That's my objective: is to attract all the S and M steampunkers to me. Yeah. Just cover your butt. Just pad your butt. I'll pad my butt because, as as every you need to get as, some of those those butt pads. As everyone underwear. in the world knows now, Adam has a negative butt. So yes. <laughs> but the other thing is, just hold your wife's hand because she's exactly. flawless. I'm with her. <laughs> She's she's bringing me. If you want her, which you do, you got to bring me in as well. Yes, I'll maybe I'll go like normcore. Yeah, she's flawless. I'll, I'll go normcore like khakis and a polo, and then she'll be like, yeah, she'll be studded out. Yeah. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Oh, that'd be wicked, actually. That would be wicked. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be deadly. Wow, that'd be deadly. I get I, some, like... I can totally see that. I can totally see that. I get some, like, dad shoes, some dad white shoes, some khaki pants, a polo. Maybe I even yeah. have... Maybe I just have, like, bring, yeah. like, bring, like, a name tag, like I work at Best Buy or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, deadly. And then have, like, just, like, some really cool specs. Yeah, yeah. And then she's full, full on leather yeah. riding crop, like you know, piercings yeah. and half naked because yeah. she doesn't wear she clothes doesn't. anyway. So she'll be in, she'll exactly. be in heaven there. Exactly. <laughs> and the entire night, I talk like this. What are we talking about today, Adam? We're t- Did I just like segue? Did that I was segue? A long segue, but yes, we finally got back to what we were talking about, which is we're talking about a word, an off-maligned word on this podcast, and a, and a, a word that was mistranslated for many, many years, uh, and and sent an actor down a road, a, a long and dark and lonely road for almost a century, over a century now. Uh, and the word is, and I'll use every single iteration that we're going to talk about today, is objective. Dare you say the it's word. objective, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Or intention. <laughs> or task. Ooh, yes, I like that. Or Ooh, problem like that or action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Need, we also get need. Need. Yes, exactly. What do you need? Yeah. Goal. You What's your goal? What's your goal? Yeah. yeah. So why why do we have so many words around around this um, this action this 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 task? Because of the British. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can you please? Can and what haven't they done? What haven't they done? What haven't they ruined? Ugh, I know exactly. What haven't they exactly, ruined? Exactly, exactly. Everything they touch turns to old. What particular Brit? Uh, so this, so uh, Elizabeth Hapgood was the first translator of Stanislavski's uh, works, um, and the translations that she was working with were "My Life in Art," his kind of autobiography, and um, the first iteration that we would know mm. of an actor prepares, which is not exactly the, the correct title either. Um, but mm. the, she was the first translator. And so his work is coming out of the then Soviet union or not even then the Soviet union, Russia before it becomes the Soviet union uh, to a Western English speaking world. And she translates this word uh, and say the word for me, booty. What's the word? This the word is. I'm doing my best. My best. I know, Christina, let us know how horrible it is. Zadatcha, <laughs> like an Italian. Yep, the, 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 all the Russians have an Italian accent. Zadatcha, 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 Christina, how am I doing? Zadatcha, zadatcha, zadatcha. Z a d a c h a. There you go. So. um what is what is what what does Miriam say? <laughs> Miriam says, "What? What is this word? I don't know this word." Say yeah. what? <laughs> so, uh, but it means task. Well, yeah. Well, right? I mean, she she translated it as objective, and then we have all just accepted objective right. for over a century now. Yeah, um, almost a century. Yeah, yeah. Um, if that's what it is, and yeah. as you've said many times on the podcast, there's a there's a colonial uh, feel to that word. Well, obviously, it's a British woman who mm-hmm. translate it, but that's mm-hmm. not what that word actually translates to. Um, mm-hmm. And so what it typically translates to, so it, again, we should have Christina on to, to kind of, uh, Christina, where to, are you? To kind of clarify what this means in, in, uh, in typical everyday Russian idiom, Zadacha, this word <coughs> <is> probably mispronounced, <coughs> doesn't actually mean, Objective. It's more akin to problem or task, and so uh, we're 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 talking about this today because Anne and Bogart uh, wrote an article recently that I shared with Booty, and I, it's linked below in the show notes as well. Um, that is talking about this mm. word um, and how when you rethink of when you rethink of what this word means. Uh, it completely changes how you go about character creation, but also what you're doing on stage, what brings you on stage in the first place, what keeps you on stage past that first moment, um, and how really just changing the word can mm. absolutely change um, the outlook. Words have words have power. Well, yeah, because they have power and they have meaning in our bodies. Like, <clears throat> for example, when we were... Uh, working on my one man piece for the PhD, and we were getting in, we were in a section that was just kind of like it was really yeah. flat, 
It, it yeah. was just flat. And it wasn't, it was inactive and flat. And Adam was trying, and it had, it had emotional resonance. It had, it had resonance as a story, but as a a way to tell the story, it was just flat. And Adam went into our old back pocket of like, he goes, what are your, what is your objective? And when he said it, and I, because we had been working in such a non-colonial way, when I heard objective, I literally like yeah. froze. I was like, uh, and I, and I, I was, I was trying to be diligent and I, and I couldn't actually mm-hmm. speak. I couldn't find words. And I, and it was like, like I said, and I literally started sweating and I, and I, I fro- it was like, it was like that little dyslexic kid that doesn't know what the next task yeah. is or what the next thing yeah. to do is. And, and the way that I was able to manage around it, it was, I said, y'all, let me have the rest of the rehearsal yeah. off. and let All me rehearsal it. stopped. Because I couldn't in that moment. <laughs> yeah, all rehearsal stopped from that word. And then as I started working and I realized it wasn't that I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what, what, what I needed to be more active. Was, it was that actual word objective. Because when I hear objective, I hear, I hear learning objectives, learning outcomes. I hear institution. I hear, I hear, col- col- the colony telling me, well, there's got to have, there has to be a meaning for you to do anything it's because I need to understand it. And if I don't understand it, it has no meaning objective. Right. And so like, that's what like organically shut my body down. <clears throat> but then as I started working with it on my own, I realized it wasn't the word objective that I needed to, that I needed to hear. That wasn't the act, but that was the active um, in, uh, uh, um, um, space for me, but it was, intention what is what was what is my intention what do i intend by saying this doing this what and which connected me to my need which when you are focusing as Catherine fitzmore says when you're focusing on a need it's both active and being at the same time when you're focusing on a need so i'm, I'm focusing on a need I'm, I'm 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 uh realizing my intention and then so when we get this um when we get this Awesome, awesome word, zadacha. Not a, not the not the translation, but zadacha, and how the and how Anne was talking about how it's task driven, but it's also objective driven. It's also um, action driven, and it's so it's a it's got three points to it. So it's like it's a feeling. It's a feeling that we all innately yeah. have that leads us yeah. to act. And I love that the zadacha is the is the word, and it's not objective. Because for me, I can when I hear zadacha, I can go into task, intention, um, need mm-hmm. immediately as a choice, mm-hmm. without <clears throat> needing to codify it with master's language of the action book. Yeah, I can find within my own cellular uh, diasporic vernacular a way to activate what I need to trans to transmit through the embodiment of the given circumstances of this character to an audience. Yeah. So for me, Zadacha is even, even stronger because it's super foreign to me. So it allows me to like, it's, it's, it's a lot like when I, when I work with Taksu, when I, as Taksu as a, a, a term for an entire way of being, entire state of being and, 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 and doing at the same time. 
So when I <clears throat> so when I hear this concept of sadhacha, my my body and practice spills into taksu narrative and um, my relationship. And for those of you who are just getting on the on the podcast, taksu is an energy that the Balinese strive for in their performance, in their daily life, um, in their interaction, in the politics. It's the moment when they say God appears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I like about what I like about this, I don't want to say redefinition, but a re re uh, learning of what this what this original word was, is that there's always been a problem with trying to understand, incorporate Mary, early Stanislavski explorations and late Stanislavski explorations, because early mm. Stanislavski explorations mm. are way way heady way, way psychological. And there's that stuff. And then there's the stuff at the end, which is very physical, very in the body. And then they don't have a way to marry except for this word, because zadacha means problem, Mm. objective, task. It it covers all three parts of Mm -hmm. that. Whereas Whereas when we're just talking about objective, it's just it's this it's a question that a director asks. What's your objective? Mm. And then you have to go, hmm, um, my psychological output at this moment is this, and therefore I want this. But there's not a recognition of what's the problem? How are you how mm. are you um going to try to solve it? How do you solve it? And that mm. and that it's that mm. late Stanislavski, which is all about the solving it. It's the action part of it that has been left out mm-hmm. in a lot of classes and a lot of rehearsals and a lot of schools of thought. Because it's just, well, if I identify my objective, then I'm done. I, I'm okay. And that's not mm. to say, it's not to say mm-hmm. that the actions, you know, it's not to say that the actions book isn't great and you can use it, but it's not, I don't immediately jump to that. I identify the problem. Yeah. What is it that I want? What is it that I would like to try to do? How do I go about Mm. doing it? The tactic of, I'm going to try this, and then I'll try this, and then I'll try this, and then I'll try this. But isn't that what happens anyway when people are asking you to ask, when they when they sit down and ask you for the objective they they put you through a, a list of questions so that you can do what for that which is like looking at the problem the 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 um um the need and the task right so it's like. So why not just call it zadacha and, and know that that's what we're doing, as opposed to because when you have the you have that yeah. end game, that finite like uh, reductive way of of saying it, that's the objective, like all the all the means to get to that place get hurdled over, or even um, oftentimes don't get real, fully realized because there's so much there's so much energy put around needing to put an objective on, and, it. and also not only that but the. When you say objective, it mean it, normally what we find in a young actor is they've got one, and then they hold on to that for dear mm-hmm. life, no matter even if the circumstances yeah. change. Yeah. Which is why we see them play the same, uh, the same intention or task over and over again. It's like right, but your objective yeah. has to change because the task that you then tried from the objective failed. So now what is it? And yeah. so by by having yeah. one word objective, it's like. It's like concrete. It's like a foundation. I can't do anything from there. But zadacha, it's like, okay, zadacha is an ever-changing. It's like moment to moment, it has to change. The problem mm. The problem is getting deeper. The problem is getting less. The problem is expanding. The problem has grown to more people in the room. The problem is just me and myself. The objective, the intention for that is this. And then the task. I'm going to do this. That didn't work. Okay. New problem. Now I have a new task. Okay, that doesn't work. Okay, new mm-hmm. problem, new task. 
and then mm-hmm. you're alive and you're playing mm-hmm. in the moment. And that's that's instead of just having one word, have this over this this word that is more full. It's more round. It it, it encompasses a greater thought that can mm-hmm. allow more mm-hmm. exploration and play. Mm-hmm. And I think what that does is it also adds that. Um, what Chris Bayes talks about that uh, that watercolor effect of an image. You, you want the image to be like a watercolor. You don't want it to be too concrete. You want it to be able to have this little bit of haze so you can get to it, so that your imagination starts to fill in the blanks to play with it. Mm. Because if it becomes too finite, then then there, it's it's a dissertation. Mm. There's no place for your body to go and play with. Yeah, it's not a science. You know, in your imagination, it's not a science. It's not reductive. Exactly. Yeah. Which goes back into what we talk about all the time, Adam Marple. Holistic versus reductive. Yeah. So if you have a zadacha, like, which is a holistic kind of practice, because it's not just one one way. You've got to go into three different understandings of yourself in order to perform this. That's no different than uh, thinking, feeling, will body from Michael Chekhov's <clears throat> world or from the Balinese space, the Balinese Hindu space of Bourboiswa, right? Or, you know, mind, body, mm-hmm. spirit. You know, these, this, this happens all the time. So if you were to even take Zadacha and say, what part of your mind is here? Where does mind go into? Is that, is that the task? Is it, and that this, where, where does, where does the, where does the body go into? Is the, does the body go into the need? And, 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 and then, you know, where does the, the spirit go into? Does the spirit go into the actual action that you mm-hmm. achieve? Mm-hmm. You know, you can yeah. play with that. But it gives you, but it gives you a holistic understanding of what it is to be a human being. Human beings aren't reductive. Oh God, they're we're so fucking complicated, so expensive. And so, yeah. if you're working with, it's so expensive. And so, the thing is, if your if your job is to um, embody uh, the given circumstances of a character, um, so that you can transmit the given circumstances to an audience, you need to be able to understand that life is not that simple and it's not that deep, it's not that, um, mm. narrow. Yeah. Yes, when you, yes, as you're acting, performing, there are moments that need to be really clear because that's what's activating a particular moment. But as a human being that's living throughout an entire piece, there's so many different changes and shifts that happen. And if you're stuck with one word as an objective, it can give you a feeling of security as an actor, but it will make your, make your work as hard as stone and as, and as, as hollow as wood. And I think more um, remembering of the original texts need to be done. Yeah. I think I'm in a process right now of 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 translating um, some uh, original text by Ewyandibia about um, <clears throat> from his book. Uh, about uh, Nunda Bayou. Nunda Bayou. Nunda is spelled um, G N U D 
A Bayou, B-A-Y-U. And it's the energy that we have to um, regulate our power. You know, you can't go 100% the whole right. show. You can't dance 100% the whole time. You can't fight 100% in a, in a mm. battle. You need to find... And that, that's what I. That's what I love. I'm like a little side note. When you watch like real mm. fights, oh yeah, 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 yeah. like real yeah. fights, like there's that spurt, that spurt yeah. of energy, and then they're both fucking yeah. tired, and you're rejuvenating, and they're finding that it's like when it's and and you. I think what happens is, is when we see on television and film and the power of movie magic, we think that it's all go 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 and that and that war that you know hand to hand comment of war is like go 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 go. There's yeah. actually moments where a human being has yeah. to pause and regenerate their energy to strike yeah. again. I'll- and so what Nunda Bayou does is it teaches it teaches the performing artist how to regulate their energy in the Balinese way. The Tampadara. And um and DB has written a whole book on it. And it's it's incredible. Beautiful. And so I'm translating cool. it right now for my for That's my beautiful. work. And I and, and you know I, I hope to help him get get the translation of his book out soon because it's the key to it all. I mean it's it really is the generator of Taksu because you need to be able to regulate your energy. If you can't regulate your energy, you can't translate. I think it. I, I think I like this idea. I mean I, I I do this a little bit. You know how much I love etymology anyway. But I this this um going back and looking at every cultures and languages word for what we have for rehearsal which you know you, you know me mm. and my my I don't like the word audience so mm-hmm. I had to find another word that made sense mm-hmm. for me um rehearsal the same way mm-hmm. rehearsal you know to rehear if that's the energy that we come into every single time where I just rehear you do it again and again well it's a lecture right you know it's Ooh. a TED talk yeah so then you go to yeah. France and you have repetition so it's repeating. I don't really like mm-hmm. that one as much as well mm-hmm. either. Um, in German, it's <clears throat> probe. I like that one a little bit better. Digging, you know? I love being probed. We're not going to talk about Bergheim. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but every single, every single culture has a different kind of ha- uh, a translation and understanding of that. And that's really interesting to think about if you've worked in those different cultures or you worked with those actors um, – how it it does kind of oh it, it makes a lot of sense the French of course repetition it does make sense for them they are very it is the la- the language they are very language driven <coughs> um, you know it, uh, German can become very heady because it, it is an investigation um, but what what do you want this rehearsal to be because sometimes a rehearsal needs to be repetition and sometimes it needs to be probe and sometimes it needs to be something completely different sometimes it needs to be um, whatever but if we just call it rehearsal if we just call it audience if we just call it something then you know they're going to go into that with that mindset if we just call it objective then okay i've got my psychology done and i don't need to do anything else so having those words and thinking about those words and using those words is important to creating an atmosphere of what you are actually trying to create. And if we, and if you're going to, if you want to create the same atmosphere every single time, then yeah, use the same words, but also be cognizant that I want something different this time. I want a different energy. So I'm going to call this a probe. We're going to, we're going to probe. 
Well, you know what I love is our, our friend Wesley Enoch, when he gave his keynote for the yeah. Vasta Conference at yeah. LaSalle, <clears throat> and he was talking about audience. And in his community, there are no words yeah. for audience. There are those that are dancing and those that aren't yeah. dancing yet. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Exactly. I mean, for me, since Wesley gave us that gift, that has always been my image yeah. for an audience. Yeah. Can you find that word? I want that word. I want to start using that word. I mean, I'm, it's not my word, but this word needs okay. to be known in the world. Yeah, I'll ask him. I'll ask him. And I'll ask Brooke what's, what, what is the word in his language, and then I'll ask Auntie Ross McGregor what it is in her language, and I'll ask um, um, I'll ask uh, Auntie Carolyn uh, Briggs what, what the word is in her language. Yeah. And then I'll ask uh, Auntie Marcia Langton what the word is her language. I'll ask as many as many elders as I can find to find that word and and see what how how that word has been passed um, for over uh, sixty five thousand yeah. years uh, <laughs> here. But it, apparently, it's actually eighty five thousand years. They're finding even more information that they're saying sixty five thousand, but it's actually longer, <laughs> which I love. Um, yeah, and I think, and I think the more, and this is the thing, um, the piece that I was working on um, in Berlin, Brooke Andrews' uh, piece, Gaban, which means strange, and Wiradri, Wiradji, and uh, uh, when we're working with with his language um, that he's gotten permission to to use from the elders, that it's it's quite magical when we we were finding moments where when and when uh, this character memory is. Is singing this song, and then when the uh, Widergy comes out, it's like, and it, 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 he's singing English, and the Widergy breaks through, and it creates another portal. It creates another portal for everyone. And every time the company, we would sink into, we would find Taksu every time we did our procession. We were doing processions through many different um, museum spaces, um, as uh, the sacred objects being being. Um, um, Taken out of the taken out of these institutional spaces, so language is really, really, really potent and important, you know. And uh, the colonial uh, uh, plan was to destroy our language, take our language away, you know, and and make us have to use their words, you know. And I think that's 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 the most violent act is to take someone's language. <clears throat> yeah. The fundamental ways in which someone communicates their their um zadacha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like <clears throat> and and so 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 for for so many communities, so many indigenous communities around the world, uh Holding onto their heritage and their language, and reclaiming their language, and finding finding words. You know, I have I have friends from the Philippines that you know there's there's parts of their culture that was kept that's been completely erased, and so they can only re put it back together through memory, through through what people would talk about it would do, through the da- dance forms being being lost. You know, yeah. so the the patching the patching up of these communities, I think, is, a, is is potent source material for us as actors and writers and um, designers and um, theater people. Because the more communities we can engage with, we can commune with, the stronger our theater is. Yeah. And the better off people are. Yeah. I mean, if uh, if nothing else, we know that 
we know that language, language is a living thing, you know, um, we mm. can have two different pronunciations of the same word <laughs> and it mean the same thing. We won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, it, but, but that's what I mean is like language is a, is a living thing. Um, I, was, I was just reading in the New York Times yeah. <clears throat> yesterday. Um, so in, in the Spanish-speaking world, as a Romance language, there are gendered, there are gendered words. There are, there are masculine words and there are feminine words. But what does it what does it mean if you are not right. masculine or feminine? So uh, you know there has been a a call, not necessarily a, a push, but there has been a call to instead of say Latina or Latino to say Latinx, and a lot of people don't want to use it, and and, oh, yeah, and some okay. people do want to use it. But what's happening now? I was the article that I was reading was Argentina is banning the use of any non-gendered words. So they're going the opposite direction in, in their education system, kind of like they've done in Florida. They're going, you cannot use – so it's, you know, mujer or, or mujeres is, is uh, woman or women. But if you take the – if you mm-hmm. replace it, if you're writing it and you, and you put uh, mujeres, so you put an X there, it is the non-gendered pronoun for – non-identifying men or women. But the problem is there's not a sound in Spanish that allows that. In writing, you can do that. And so in the education system in Argentina, they are banning non-gendered pronouns, non-gendered words, because there's not wow. a sound created for it yet. So, And it was, it was fascinating to hear that they're going in that direction because they were one of the first countries that identified uh, transgender wow. people and allowed for um, a full access of rights by tran- transgender persons. Um, but that's, that's an interesting thing about what language is. But, wow. but language is living. Language isn't in the academy. Language is on the street. And so if the people are already yeah, doing then- that – then the language has already changed. You yes, can't put the exactly. genie back in the bottle. So, you know. 100%. So it's, it's a weird thing that 100%. language is a living thing and we need to keep constantly rediscovering. We have accepted with English these things and not gone, well, yeah, but does that work for me? Does, that, does objective mm-hmm. make the most sense for me or does this understanding of Zadacha? Or do I want to just say intention? Or do I want to say task or do I want to say goal or like what works for me? What, what is the understanding of that? It just makes it stronger. It makes the communication stronger. Yeah. yeah. You know, which is why I love Creole languages, which is why I love Singlish. Yeah. You know, I love Singlish. It's so beautiful. It's like, it's so rhythmic. It's, it's, it's articulate and, 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 and whimsical really, you know what I mean? Cause it's yeah. like, when you get the word like can, yeah, <laughs> the like nine hundred ways to use the word C A N. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And and it's just like it's and it's 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 badass. It's so badass. I remember. I remember. Oh my god, Erwin Shaw. I Erwin Shaw. If you're listening, do you remember that time that we sat down in cl- and in voice class when I it was like when I first started working at, um, in Singapore and I was learning about learning Singlish and I was like, okay, I want you to give me all the different versions of can and I was like, and I'd I'd like kind of like throw them at it. and we had such good time in in voice class. Mm-hmm. It was one of the most uh, dynamic voice classes ever because I was 
I was I was the outsider coming into their mm-hmm. space as Singaporeans, and for me to come in and say you have to speak in a certain way, you have to. You know, it's like nah. No, I want to know what 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 is the language here? What is the language mm-hmm. here? And how can we make the language that you use more articulate? Mm-hmm. You know, and then we had to force those beautiful vocal tracks inside of William mm-hmm. Shakespeare. You know, which worked quite well when we were working with the clowns and the 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 groundlings and and that kind of place. But then when we started to go into the aristocrat, just open the vowel up a bit and not make it so glottal, so just so the phrasing can make it to yeah. the ears. It's a and because it's yeah. in English and that, and that English wants to be spoken in a certain way. But doesn't mean that you have to sound like a British person oh, when you God. speak oh, <laughs> yeah. Shakespeare. So it, it, it was a, it was such a fun, fun, fun um, eight years of working with so we had so many different sounds in Singapore. You know, we had British sounds, we had Asian sounds, we had Australian sounds, we had uh, Norwegian. Yeah, we, 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 we Swiss. We had, yeah, we had everything. Yeah, we had we, everything. I, I I literally had a class of of. Uh, what was it? Thirteen students, and it was uh, like from like seven different yeah. countries. It's like how do you how do you teach a class? I had to teach a voice class with seven different vocal mm-hmm. tracks and speaking one text. That could be our podcast. Do you want us to talk about that in our podcast, y'all? I'll tell you if you ask. <laughs> <laughs> I can teach you how to do that um, and have a wonderful conversation around that. But th- it was really wonderful. It was really wonderful. So language and how we talk about our work and how we – because this is the other thing. Because we're trying to transmit information to our students to get them to to – uh, sink into a into the behavior of the world that the that the play is asking of them. If we have more ways of communicating through different languages, uh, I mean, like I, I, it's been invaluable for me when when um, working with Singaporean um, students that are auditioning for um, drama school. It's like because I know culturally what what's happening for them. Just you know, being a Singaporean kid and seeing how beautifully they're able to, you know, really expose themselves and be vulnerable in in the work and in a way to get them even closer. It's just, it's just it's just say you know what. Do this, do this monologue in Singlish, and then the uh, have the audition panel go. That was incredible. What did you do? It's like I just haven't speak speak in the speak speak like a Shakespearean person would speak in their yeah. own time, in their yeah. own words, in their own yeah. rhythms. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we should take a break, Mister um, Adam Appel. Yeah, let's just take a break um, and. Uh, and listen to the beautiful, beautiful sounds of um, Jack, David Burmester. Jack, can you please, can you please give us something articulate? Can you give us something a little articulate? You know what I mean, baby. You know what I mean. Ladies and gentlemen and non-binary conforming individuals, you are listening to the stereo sounds of JDB. Jack, David I'm <laughs> 
Chikina, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. He's so amazing. It's amazing. Isn't he good, Adam? He's he's the best. <laughs> he is the best. He is the best. Okay, so we're we're down to provocations. Yeah, Adam Mappel. Yeah. Do you have a provocation? I do. I don't think anybody's going to like it or do it, but prove me wrong. Uh oh. I want you. I want you to get a copy, if you don't have already, of Jean Benedetti's translation of Stanislavski's work. And I want you to go back and read okay. An Actor Prepares with this in mind, with what we've talked about today. Because Benedetti actually translated differently. He doesn't call it objective. He calls it, uh, I think he calls it task. Go back and look at it. Okay. It is still good stuff. It's old. Yes, it's old, but it's still good stuff. And it's, a, it's still a <laughs> basis and a foundation for us to work with. And mm. go back and read it. You know, Go back and look at it. Go back and, and don't put it on the pedestal like the first time that you probably looked at it. And don't, don't put it on the, the trash heap like you, know, you probably have done after you left uh, you know, acting school. Go back and look at it with fresh eyes um, and new intention and see – what oh wow that's a I, I you know there are times when there are things that just aren't for you at the time that they're that they just go over your head or they go in your ear and that's out true. the other ear and it's just like I, boy you know true. go back and look and see <laughs> if there's anything that resonates now more than ever and something that now you go wow I can't believe I put stock into that thing and look at it with fresh eyes that's that's my provocation to you all is. Go and look at Stanislavski again. It's not what you thought it was. That's really good. I'm going to jump onto that. I would say, and and I, I think, you know, like our students are, are already doing this. I would say, how would you translate what they're intending into your mm-hmm. own language? Mm-hmm. And send us some examples. Oh, I would yeah. love to hear yeah, some examples. Yeah, we've got we've got listeners from all around the world. Send us like, some examples of of words you use, and and the culture around the word. Like like when you say it, like what does it mean yeah. to say that? And please, Christina, please <laughs> let me know how to pronounce this word. Yeah, zadacha, 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 and tell and and tell us what does that word mean to you, and how that word. Um, resonates for you because I think that actually would be really good for you, Christina, because you're teaching acting. So go back to your, go back to the roots. You can go into the original language. So yeah, I would love to hear more words around uh, Sadacha, action, uh, uh, task, objective, intention, um, need, want. What what are the, what are the words that you use in your language? Share them with us. Share them with our listeners. 
How would we know that they did this out of Well, what they're going to do is they're going to go to speakpipe.com backslash theater of others. Theater with an R-E, theater of others, all one mm. word. You can leave a 90-second voicemail there. We'll answer your question or, or address your provocation to us on air. We're happy to do that. We love hearing from you. Uh, but if you don't want to have your yes, voice on air, you can send an email to podcast at theater of others. Um, we are also mm. on Instagram, Facebook, and our website. We're on the gram, y'all. There are many ways to get in touch with us. <laughs> um, but what you need to do more than anything else is what, Booty? Well, you need to subscribe, 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 subscribe. If you want to get on board with all the beautiful podcasts that we send out weekly, get into the narrative. Get in the conversation. Subscribe, yeah, y'all. Exactly. It's uh, it's very helpful uh, for us, not because we're we're number chasing, but it just we love to we love to hear from more people. We love to expand our our audience and our reach in terms of what we were talking about. Because now what's happening is you're sending us provocations and you're sending us questions that are becoming yeah. the topics of all of our episodes and places we didn't even think we were going to go. But somebody sends us an article that we need to address, or somebody sends us a question, and mm. we've got to we got to dig in deep and go, wow. You know that's that's not in my ballywick. I don't really know. This is really interesting. I got to think about this. I've not had to like really be presented with this before. Thank you, dear listeners. So yeah, it's very very helpful when you subscribe and you're here and you're a part of the conversation. We want you a part of this community and not just a passive yeah. Um, passive consuming community, but an active participant in this community in whatever fashion you want to be. And you can do just like well, this there's apparently the the Uber drivers in Berlin do it oh. differently. So do it like my Berlin driver says to me. I give you ten star. You give me five star. Wow. Five star, five star, five star. So you give us five stars. We'll give you ten wow. stars. <laughs> give us five stars and leave a comment if you like yeah. us, y'all. It's really great to hear uh, some really uh, positive feedback about the about the podcast and and to let others yeah, know absolutely. about it. It's very, very helpful. It's so good to see you, Adam. It's good to see you as well. I'm glad you had a fantastic trip. You had a lovely time. Uh, It was good. It was good. I I can't wait to see the – I can't wait for everybody else to see the photos of your hair swinging in the breeze. I throw my hair back and forth. Yeah. Give my love to fan. I will do the same. I, I will do, and you can do the same to Akshay and Obama. And uh, I will. Everyone back there. They love you. They miss you. I miss them. <laughs> I want to come back. Oh, you need to come see them. You need I to come wanna, see them. I want to come back. Mm-hmm. So bad. Working on it. Yeah, we're working on it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and for all you listeners, we'll be back next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Theater Brothers Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, theaterbrothers.org, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. A special thank you to Purple Planet for the music you've heard. The Theater Brothers creates a shared community of artists and audiences for the purposes of exploring the most profound issues of our lives and times. We believe the play watches the audience. The audience is necessary, and they are witness to what happens. And you get to be witness to us making that happen. The purpose of this podcast is to open up our process and let you in. We're peeling back the curtain, so to speak, and encouraging you to follow along, to ponder, prod, and question. 
to join us and criticize us if need be. Being a witness is no passive task and requires much from you. Are you up for the journey? Be sure to tune in next week for our next journey.